Hi, and welcome back to On the Shelf. Today, we have a very special episode that we are so excited to share with you all today. We are going to be talking all about the one and only Taylor Jenkins Reid and her book, Malibu Rising. And also, just a kind of disclaimer, in case you can't tell, I am currently getting over a cold and losing my voice a little. It, you can kind of tell later on in the episode, but I just wanted to let you know. I bring it up there, too, but just so you know if the audio is weird. Um, but yeah, and also we will be briefly mentioning a spoiler for something that happens at the very end of the book. Um, if you have not finished it, you might want to just be on the lookout for that. We don't get too into it. It was just a passing mention. But now that you know all that, on to the main event. Welcome back. Um, I have a cold, so I apologize for my voice. I'm just going to say that first of all. Um, there's something going around my school, and it's not COVID, because COVID's also going around my school, but there's lots of things going on. Um, but we're here, and we, you know, we're happy to be here, too. Um, we, you know, this is... <laughs> This is our like first episode kind of getting back to our normal um, our normal schedule of like once a week. And I thought it would be fun to you know kind of start out with a bang and talk about Malibu Rising just because we've had so much fun talking about Daisy Jones in the six and Evelyn Hugo in the past. Um, and because today kind of perfectly coincides with the events of the book because they happened on like, Saturday, August 27th, and I realized, I was like, well, why do it on the 28th when we could just do it on the 27th? Um, that was before I realized the SAT was on the 27th, but we're here now. Um, but yeah, so we are going to go around and introduce ourselves kind of as we always do, as we used to do um, back in May or whenever that was. But yeah, um, I'm Honora. I'm the host. Um what am I reading? I'm reading The Dutch House by Anne Patchett because my English teacher recommended it to me. So I thought I would give it a try and I'm really, really enjoying it. And I'm also reading Through Everything by AK Daily for an author interview we have coming up, which is going to be a lot of fun. But yeah. Hey guys, I'm Jada. Um, technically, I'm not reading anything after I finished Malibu Rising. Um, I was going to go back to a book that I did start, which was um, The Accidental Pinup by Daniel, um, I'm sorry, by Danielle Jackson. Um, so I'll probably finish that hopefully soon. I'm Caroline. I just finished a book like 10 minutes ago. Um, I just finished Siren Queen which is a new release this year and it's really good it's like Evelyn Hugo vibes but with like a fantasy element and it's really good Siren Queen is so so good I did I did read it because people were making Evelyn Hugo comparisons but I stayed with it because of just all of the things that happen um but yeah I really enjoyed that um but yeah because that's there's only three of us here today so we will get into the questions. But yeah, so basically for just a brief overview for anyone who like knows of Taylor Jenkins Reid because she's, you know, Taylor Jenkins Reid is very popular right now, but maybe hasn't read them or maybe you've read one of them, but you you don't really know. Um, all of her books since 
and seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo have um they're like all in the same universe and pretty much the one connection is Mick Riva which I kind of think is funny and I remember but when we were going to do our Evelyn Hugo episode I realized like I was reading Malibu Rising at the same time and I realized I was like wait one of Evelyn's husbands is the father from Malibu Rising and I had like such a big brain moment I, I felt so smart but anyways they're all they're all in the same universe and which I think is really cool. I like when authors do that. Um, but yeah, so this one takes place. I don't remember the exact year, but it's in the 80s. 83. 83. Okay. So this book is taking place um, 1983, August 27th, released like first part of it, whatever, you know, which is why we're doing this today. Um, and it's pretty much over the course of one like 24 hours um because the first part's like 7 a.m to 7 p.m and it's like 7 p.m to 7 a.m i think yeah but anyways it's really good so we'll get into the questions because i'm done talking now um yeah just kind of what did you guys think of it just kind of basic like just like i kind of know where this is going to go but just express your thoughts <laughs> um i liked it um, I, <laughs> I figured I would because I absolutely fell in love with um, Evelyn Hugo's book. So I was just like, I'm pretty sure anything else that I read by Taylor Jenkins Reid will be good. And if not, possibly be better than Evelyn. And I wouldn't say it was better, but it was like right up there, like equal for me. Um, but I liked it a lot. I, I really did. I love this book. And like, I love Kayla Jenkins read like all of her books I've really enjoyed and this one like I started it in April on like an audiobook on just like a trip got about I don't know maybe halfway through and I picked it up again in June because I finally got my hands on a copy of it like an actual physical copy of it um and I just I love it it's so good yeah, um, as as I kind of said, I read Malibu Rising for the first time in preparation for the Evelyn Hugo episode, just because I was like, they're all in the same universe, I want to be informed. And I still kind of stand by the point I made and one of them of like how I rank them that in my personal opinion, it's my favorite just because I like the storytelling of it. I love all of them, but this one um, I just always really loved. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I liked it. Um, so this one, compared to the other two, even Evelyn Hugo was in a novel, but it was still like an interview. Um, this one is much more of a traditional book. And how, like, how did that, I don't know, just like connect with you? Or did you think that was kind of the best format it could have been in or how it could have like been changed into any other format? Just kind of how, yeah, you know, just traditional novel, it's different. How do you feel about that? I'll go. Um, <laughs> I like the traditional novel. I think I've always been a fan of it because, <laughs> you know, I read a lot. We all do. <laughs> but, um, I think like interview style works really well for like Daisy Jones and the Six because that is like super famous band. And like even with Evelyn Hugo, like having that sort of like back and forth, having the newspaper articles and like the, you know, all the all of it. 
Um, but I think for this one, like the novel, traditional novel really works because like the main characters are in the limelight, like the Riva kids, they're in the spotlight, but they're not like huge. Like even I think Kitty, I don't even know why she was famous beyond just like being a Riva. So I think just having it as a novel, like works for this book since they aren't, there's not a reason, I guess, for them to be uber famous and have an interview. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely give to you, me and Caroline and piggybacking off of you. I feel like, um, if Taylor Jenkins Reid would have done like an interview format like Evelyn and apparently Daisy Jones, because I haven't read Daisy Jones, but I feel like, okay, because, okay. <laughs> if she were, let's just, let's just say she were to interview Mick, I feel that I wouldn't have been invested as much as I was into the story um, if it wasn't in like a traditional novel format, because literally when with like when they were flashing back and it was his storyline, I literally like rolled my eyes so many times when it was him. As you can tell, I do not like him. But I feel like if the interview was about him, then I wouldn't have been interested. And then if it was about the kids, I don't really for I don't like I guess see like the angle that she would have took maybe like you know they're estranged they have an estranged dad McRiva, who, who like doesn't quote unquote know them that the uh, mysterious four Reva kids like you know like I guess but I like the, the format that it was in I think I still would have read it if it was like interview version but I just prefer like the normal um way over the interview one yeah I agree I feel like if this had kind of followed the interview even if it was more like Evelyn Hugo where it was like first person and everything it kind of would have changed the trajectory of the story because it would have been angled around something else because even though there is kind of like the foreshadowing at the beginning and I mean okay spoilers but you know whatever um that like there's the foreshadowing at the beginning it's like yeah Malibu's like gonna go up in flames and they like like the house on fire or whatever yeah like at the end so like it would have something would have been like circling about that but it also probably would have been like who are Mick Riva's kids they're surfers that's cool like it would I still would have read it but I feel like it probably wouldn't have like hit as hard as it did I think the reason I wrote this question I wrote all of these months ago but I feel like (laughs) I feel like this one because when I was getting it I looked at like reviews because this was the most recent one and I think one of the ones I saw was kind of complaining about how this was just like a normal novel and that I was like that's interesting I don't really care but let's see what (laughs) Caroline and Jada think um but yeah I think having it be anything other than the traditional novel with like the multiple timelines it would have been a very different book um but yeah so going to the Riva family um out of you know, out of the four kids which one do you think was kind of your favorite did you you enjoyed like their storyline the best following them through the evening all that stuff um popular opinion but I think Nina <laughs> or at least I think fairly popular opinion but she's just Taylor Jenkins Reid I said this before I'll say it again like she can write and like her protagonists, her female protagonists are my favorite. 
they're all so complicated but like so well written and I feel like Mina is just a good person and I really like it and I like how she's like I don't know she's just probably my favorite I think my favorite was probably Kit um and I say that because I could kind of like relate to her on like certain things because like I'm also the youngest um and I feel like sometimes like as the youngest you can kind of get pushed like I don't want to say like to the background but like you kind of like get overlooked like a little bit and like um to pretty much at the end of the book we, we I mean well I kind of caught on but just like the brothers caught on that like she was the best serpent out of all of them yet she didn't get the recognition that she did because like, oh, she was like, you know, the little small kid, you know, everyone like overlooks her and like never tells her anything. So I feel like that's kind of why like, they really didn't recognize it. But um, I really liked her. And I, I liked how she didn't like, you know, let up on Mick when he was talking to them, like on the beach and stuff. I was just like, yeah, that would have been me in that situation. <laughs> but yeah, um, she was really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, I personally um, really liked Kit. I mean, I really liked Mina too because of all of Caroline's reasons because Taylor Jenkins Reid can write a complex woman. But I don't know. I just really liked Kit because like through pretty much like the course of one night, she had all of this like character development and her own like whole <laughs> journey going on while everyone's just getting like party time. Wahoo. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, she's just like, obviously one of the characters that stuck with me since I've actually finished reading the book whenever we read it but I just really liked her like complete kind of journey that happened um but yeah um so focusing back on the timelines did you like how it kind of switched between what was going on in their childhood and how like June and Mick met and like the course of the night or just yeah timeline thoughts Okay, um, I absolutely loved it. I I think, and I think I've said this before, like on the podcast or like book club or something. I really like when two stories are being told like in the same book. Um, for me, it kind of helps me see like the bigger picture, if you will, because I feel like if it was just solely on the kids and like it just started just, you know, the morning of the party, like when Nina woke up and everything and just like about them, I probably wouldn't have been like, well, why does Nina feel this certain way about just certain things or just like how the kids like operate? So I feel like we definitely needed the background, of like how they grew up, their parents and all that, you know, just to see them like as adults. But then if it would have been just about Mick and his shenanigans and him and June, and then like, I guess it would have ended maybe when, I'm like, and I don't even know where his like story would end. So I definitely feel like they feed off of each other and they complement each other. Um, but in other words, yes, I really like when stories have like two um, intertwining timelines, if you will. I also like the flashback. And like, as I said before, I like a complicated character. And I like June. I like like her story is tragic. It does not end happily. But I like, I don't know she's just like a compelling character and Nick is the worst I mean not Nick Mick is the worst um god names are hard <laughs> um but yeah I like the flashbacks because like Jada said like it 
completes the story. Like, it adds to the story. It shows why the characters are the way they are. It shows, like, why Nina was thrown into fame. It, like, shows all that stuff. And then also, I like, the different perspectives we get. Because it shows each of the kids, like, perspective and, like, what's going on in their life and just adds drama. When I was reading this initially, it did, it did take me a tiny bit to like get into it just because I was like, I want to get back to like what's going on and all of their like modern shenanigans. But, um, but like, it is a really integral part to the story because it explains a lot about their characters and since it's taking over, like taking place over the course of one night, you kind of need that other backstory to kind of to just like flesh them out and kind of be like this is why their motivations are this way like this is how you know this is what like their home was like and how there would be like um like the moments where oh he came home we're gonna be a big happy family but you already like know in the future that it's all gonna fall apart and it's just like it's just so tragic and it really all works really well together I feel like the book, it could have existed without it, but at the same time, it wouldn't be the same because you wouldn't get the same depth on any of them, um, which you really need. But yeah, um, let's see. So Carrie Soto is back, comes out in a couple of days. Yay. Um, so, and we meet her in this book. But yeah, so do you plan on reading it? You know, simple question. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I plan on picking it up. Hopefully beginning of September, early September. But yeah, I'm excited. I plan to, yeah. Um, I definitely want to, want to continue like the storyline, just like the whole universe. Um, hopefully, well, I'm pretty sure that because the book is pretty much about her. I feel like we will definitely see more of her character and just like how she is. Because from the tad bit that I did get, I didn't like her. But that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> However, I am excited to like um, see her story. And this will be a first for me because I don't think I've ever um, read a book that's like solely about a sport or like a character who plays a sport. So this should be an, an interesting and let alone tennis. Um, but yeah, I, I plan on looking to it. Yeah, I pre-ordered my copy like months ago because I was like I'm going to get I want it as soon as I can physically have it in my hands um and I realized this is a multi-part question that I just stopped asking what it was because how I structured it but basically just continuing the carry trade um okay goodbye Jada um so Caroline um <laughs> uh, being the other person who has read all all three of these what are kind of your thoughts and feelings going into the new book after we kind of have seen Carrie as a minor character and having her kind of being thrown into the main character. I'm so intrigued because it's like it's the classic story of she's the other woman and like you don't hear the story about the other woman often and it's like is it her fault? Does she know? Like what is her perspective from it? And I I don't know how much the book will focus on it since it is about her and like tennis and her return to tennis and all that. 
um, and like trying to become the, like not become because she's already the great tennis star, but trying to get back into that role. So I'm like, I'm so curious. <laughs> I'm so, so curious. And I mean, I've seen like pretty much nothing but positive things about it so far. So I'm like, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. Now, I think I've seen one negative review and it was just saying like that this was, I messaged you about this, yeah. how the review was just saying like, it's about tennis and just <laughs> tennis in all caps. Because, like, it is a sports book, but it was pretty much saying it's beautifully written, but it's just about tennis and I'm not in the right headspace for this. But that's, like, the only non, like, super positive review I've read. Um, But, yeah, I'm really excited, especially just because um, she's just, like, this minor character that I was always, like, I want to learn more about her because she's just kind of, like, there. Like, she shows up at the party and everyone is, like, oh, this is not going to go well. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, you know, complex woman. Taylor Jenkins reads Strikes Again. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited. Um, we're going to talk about it soon. It, you know, I it's on the thing somewhere. I don't remember the day. But anyways, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, so... I think I know how you're going to answer this, but I'll ask it anyways. After reading this, how do you rank the Taylor Jenkins Reid interconnected universe books thus far? I need to reread Seven Husbands and Daisy Jones because it's been a year and this is the freshest on my mind. And so it's like at the forefront. So I want to like, maybe like next year once because I'm trying not to reread books a ton because I just have so many that I need to get to mm-hmm. like maybe next year I'll just read all of them like again like read them in a row yeah yeah I didn't read any of these in a row I read them like I think I read Daisy Jones and the Six and Seven Husbands pretty much like almost back to back but this one I read like this summer mm-hmm. uh, I was, like, waiting for the paperback <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but I think I think, I think I rank it still Evelyn Hugo at the top, but for right now, like Malibu Rising is pretty close. Like mm-hmm. it is a close second. And if I ever reread them, like all in a row, I'll update this at some point, maybe, possibly. And then Jay-Z Jones and the Six is still my least favorite. And it was just the story that I didn't connect to. The most. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you why. Yeah, but like you still enjoyed it. It oh, just yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't your favorite. Um, my ranking is basically the same thing, but as I said, Malibu Rising is my favorite, and then Evelyn Hugo, just because like Evelyn Hugo is the book. It's the book that started it all. Yes. And you just you just kind of have to, even if it's not like your favorite favorite, you have to appreciate it because without it, you wouldn't have gotten the other ones. Um, the first time I read Daisy Jones and the Six was for the Evelyn Hugo episode. I didn't finish it. Like I just didn't, I didn't connect with it. I didn't love it. But when I reread it for Daisy Jones episode, like I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, I was able to find a lot more things that I enjoyed about it, but Malibu Rising is still the closest to my heart just because I really, I love the characters. I think it being a novel kind of, again, it really worked for it because you could like really get to know them. Uh, But yeah, so 
I kind of, hmm, I kind, I kind of thought that would be how your ranking would be, but I thought I would ask. Um, yeah. let me see. So, oh, so there's going to be an adaptation of this because they're adapting all of them. Um, how do you think they'll kind of work to balance out the timelines? Because it's going to be a limited series. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this because I was mm-hmm. reading the question this morning and I was like, that is a good question because I have not thought about it. I think either since it is a limited series and because this is just how TV shows have been like coming out recently, I think the episodes will either be like really long, like hour long episodes and maybe just like jumping back and forth like flashback shots kind of yeah I could see that I didn't even think of like the long episodes I don't even know like what I was thinking of when I was writing this question but yeah I don't know I think they'll be able to find a good balance but they need to kind of ease into it if that makes sense because it's not like with the novel where you can have the super clear page like headings and stuff and you kind of know what you're getting into um for a format like this especially if people haven't read it they might just be like I don't know who these people are I don't know what's going on but I don't know I I trust that it'll (laughs) they'll make good decisions um you know they're making like an Evelyn Hugo movie I think it's gonna be a movie and then a Daisy Jones and the Six series I don't think that's gonna be a movie I think that's it's gonna be a series and they just finished filming it yeah also directed maybe or like Reese Witherspoon helped out on it yeah because it was like picked for her book club and I think she did something with like her production student like she has one because that's what people have now (laughs) so I think that's what happened and like Taylor Jenkins read wrote a screenplay with someone yeah and one of her other like her backlog books is getting made in something so maybe we'll yeah, have to talk about that yeah. but yeah, yeah um yeah so back to the matter at hand kind of for our final question it's not it's not the best one to end on but I just thought it was interesting um out of the Riva kids because we know you love Nina close to your heart but just kind of out of them who um who would you kind of hope to see the most in some kind of aspect as it's kind of going towards the future as the books go along? I, oh, that's a good question. Um, I, like, maybe Kit. Because as much as I would love to see Nina again, I think her, like, closure at the end of the book, even though, if you know what happened, you know what happens. It made me like a little, I don't know, I I appreciate it for what it was, but it wasn't my like, I was like, really? That's what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I like, she, I understand why the decision was made. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good closure for her story. I think it's a good way to end her story. So I don't think we need Mina again. So mm-hmm. I think it, because she's the only one of them who I think isn't like crazy famous in the surf world or just crazy famous at all so probably her yeah that's what I was thinking too especially since it's like um for the most part well I mean Nina's story in a way is kind of ending of her Mm -hmm. kind of leaving the spotlight and just like all of these things that like had her stay there 
and oh my god i can't remember the name oh jay is one of them i can remember the brothers names <laughs> jay and uh, yeah jay and hud um i mean their stories are like over but they're more of like in the middle mm-hmm. of like what's going on with everything and it's really just kind of like the beginning of kits like as it goes on so it's kind of like looking forward to the things that she's going to do and she's like mm-hmm. the best of them all so i think that could be interesting just because there's still a lot more of kind of growth and like things that could happen with that that I think could be really interesting um but yeah what no I don't want to buy zoom don't I accidentally clicked on the pop-up and it like opened my browser um but yeah so that's all the questions I have I'm looking at the schedule to see what's coming up and it's going to be September. So that's fun. So it seems like we're going to be talking about the books we have been forced to read for school. Did we like them? Did we not like them? If we read them in a different context, would we have liked them more? We're going to get like into all the nitty gritty that comes with school reading because it's back to school season. Hence why we're doing this weekly. Um, But yeah, we have lots of fun stuff coming up we have two author interviews next month just as like fun I yeah so anyways you're still listening thank you for sticking around we hope you enjoyed this and you know we'll see you next time (laughs) make sure to listen to our other episodes and stay tuned for next month's episodes going from everything from required reading to author interviews. We thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It only takes a second. Until next time, I'm Nora Quinn, and this is On the Shelf.